0: Episode 481 of the League Rundown, brought to you by the Trinity Force Network. This is Season 13, Worlds 2023. And this particular episode is the minor region preview and our play-ins predictions. And this episode is also lovingly titled, Ariana Grande, Stuck With You. In play and stage. I'm your host Sean Duff Duffy. I'm joined today by one esteemed co-host. We've got him on the loose, but here with us, it's Mongoose.
1: Uh, I should be first every time we do this episode every year. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. Uh, And I am finally first. Let's go. My first, (laughs) my first shout out (laughs) ever. It just took everyone else
0: dying on a Wednesday and being unable to record. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) I'll take it. Hell yeah. Uh we've got a very special guest with us as well. Uh kind of hailing from the lands of Brazil, but currently on the complete other side of the map, we have Random Minion Caster. Welcome. Thanks for joining us.
2: Hey Jeffy hey, A it's great to be here. I love the fact that you have a mission. You mentioned I'm on the other side of the world. Uh, I'm Canadian. I find myself casting Brazil. I meant to get to Korea and broad playings, and I'm finding myself in Japan. So part of <laughs> the poor audio quality here, you know, it has gotta do what he's gotta do to get it around, so
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you spawn where you spawn, man. That's it. You just gotta go exactly. down the lane you've got. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. It's not
2: running it down from design do that, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. And you're just you're finding your own path to the Nexus, bro. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Random Minioncaster, for those who do not know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, go ahead and plug your social media where people can follow you as well.
2: Sure. Uh, I'm Random Minioncaster, or RMC for sure. I am one of the uh, CP Low English Castors. Very fictional now. Yeah.
0: Let's go. Just a
2: uh, this split, so. Um, yeah, you can find me over on the CDL English broadcasts or on Twitter at RandomMcaster. I'm trying to do more YouTube stuff, so you might find me on YouTube, RandomMcaster. That last one's a 50 50. We'll see how things go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, love it. Thanks once again for joining us. Um, we're going to jump into news for everyone who's listening. This is your third Ooh. episode this week. Um, so please bear with us if we just oh. kind of die gradually throughout this whole thing. <laughs> Um, which is unfortunately the fate that many of these teams will face because they are in the play-ins, and it is do or die just a few days from now, and only two will survive. We'll start with news. Riot news. Uh, Y'all heard about us allude to this last week, and maybe even yesterday, uh, if you're listening to the updated recording, actually with Kangas' audio, Big thumbs up. Um, there was a competitive ruling for Emines based off of his pro, not performance, but his actions in Korean solo queue. Uh, pretty xenophobic behavior, um, but rather tame based on what I've seen in my own solo queue games. Uh, he was fined. $15,000, which I'm assuming is a percentage of his salary, as exists with the LCS contract database that Riot has uh, in their purview, uh, and he's going to be reco- required, excuse me, to attend a professionalism course before starting the 2024 LCS season, although, who knows exactly where he'll be, or what team he's on at the turn of the new year. Um, so, pretty minor, little bit of slap on the wrist, but that's still, like, several months salary for I'm sure a lot of us listening here. Um, but there's something uh, I think even more interesting that came out this week. Mongoose, you want to talk about a little video that uh, Riot may have posted yesterday?
1: Yeah, Riot um, uh, is a big fan of Badger. And so they made a video specifically for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a world him. song got released. Uh, it's called Gods. Uh, it features uh, new genes. And I really, really like the song. Uh, the animation's also fantastic. I think it's probably the best animation, just in terms of league story building, in terms of following everything that was happening last year and happening through Worlds. Um, and I think they just kind of hit it on the head this year. Um, it was absolutely perfect.
2: Sorry. Uh, so, long as I've had a year around here. Um, you said the song was made for Badger. you calling Badger God? <laughs>
1: No, oh, I'm, I'm just yeah, saying uh, <laughs> uh, Badger is the biggest deft fan uh, So, because Badger, of the animation. You should clarify yes. even
0: more. Badger yes. is one of our co-hosts. You may remember him from when you were here last <laughs> week or last year, um, yep. or maybe two years ago. His tag in Discord is literally Badger um, parentheses deft fanboy and parentheses <laughs> and has been that almost the entire year. Um, I think now it's changed after he won last year. It's probably like Exalted Fanboy or something like that. I don't know. But um, yeah, he was very happy. This video being focused entirely on Def's career and rise to finally winning something is spot on for him. I think it's a great template for these videos going forward. So long as Worlds like gives us a good enough story. That Def storyline is insane. It's so good. Um and to have Faker be the villain again and actually really be the villain within the whole story is sick. Yeah.
1: and the the <laughs> the shot of Karia with the Brom shield is yeah. so sad. <laughs> so <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> the look, the yeah, video the
0: I look like back, the look back, wanted the tear. <laughs> I wanted a tear so bad. <laughs> later,
1: later in the video, when Death like comes out with the Caitlyn gun and like points it right at Karia,
0: <laughs> executes him. <in. laughs>
1: it's so good. It was great. So, oh, this accurate, is, we're mm-hmm. also seeing Faker as another character in league. One that I don't think a lot of people think of him for, which is the victor that they portrayed him as. It's almost um, always Rise. But, yeah. It's almost yeah. always Rise. Mm-hmm. So it is cool to getting to see him as um as a different character. Because he has kind of had a lot of picks over the years. Quite a like few. Almost I would every say. champ in the yeah, game. Like, <laughs> has, yeah, like, yeah, like hundred and I think he's at 117 something like that sounds right yeah and
2: definitely you know I, I love the kind of the, the fact that you, uh, you mentioned like oh you know it's a great plan forward um, if if they can keep whipping all these storylines because I do think the world's story 2023 storyline was probably the, the, the best storyline we've seen at worlds uh, ever even I go as far as to say that and I just don't see how you're going to beat that again you know even if it's like a death pick or final it's not going to be the same thing anymore because right. you know death's Actually, won it. He's no longer the master.
0: So, well, I think when NRG beats T1 in the final, I think that's going to be. A good story.
1: <laughs> I, I swear, if that happens, and I have to see Ignar on Misfits flash hooking Faker over and over and over, I will lose my mind.
0: Uh, Little um, other additional lore: uh, Mongoose hates Ignar in particular, so this would actually kill him.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
1: I, I think uh, the only storyline we could get this year that would be better than last year is if Faker runs the whole thing, wins, and retires, which would be really sad if he retired. But I think that's the only storyline that would be even greater. Just because West winning.
0: West winning Faker. would be right up there, man.
1: Any yeah. Western nah, team finally winning, I'd, that'd be right up there. Yeah. It, it's so hard for the West <laughs> to win this year with the new that's, format.
0: That's why, man. That's why it'd be crazier, yeah. bro. Yeah, that's why it's this year. Uh-huh. Trading We're weights are off,
1: baby. we winning this year. <laughs> Just run the whole thing. Hey, there we go. Darryl, team. Team. Take we those. count it.
0: We count it. Um, all right, guys, let's move on. Uh, real quick, Mongoose, actually, if you want to plug, hey, uh, a great place for anyone to discuss Loud's chances of winning worlds, which are at 99.9 last I checked. Um, or anyone else, what storyline would be even better for the 2023 worlds? Where can our listeners do so?
1: Come join the community Discord. Uh, You get to yell at Kangas when his audio is completely missing from the episode. (laughs) Um, It is now our favorite thing this week is going to be bashing Kangas uh, the entire time, which happens quite frequently, um, all in good fun. Uh, We have a lot of fun over at the community Discord. Uh, A lot of fun things coming up, a lot of fun things to join in at the end of this year and also starting into next year. Um, So now is the perfect time to join. Uh, if you don't really know what's going on at Worlds, this is a good time to join. Come in, talk to us. We'll explain the format. We'll explain what teams are. Um, or just whatever whatever questions you have. Just come on in. We'll answer them. You can talk. You can not talk. Just hang out and watch. Uh, and we will probably be doing some watch parties of the games. Um, maybe not during the game time, but I'm sure we'll set up, like, Western hours um, to do watch games um, together. Uh, when they do so. the
0: rebroadcast timing might be really good because um, it usually starts like right after the actual broadcast ends on Twitch uh, which might be like early a.m. for East Coast uh, not super sure but definitely if you're interested if you're watching you find yourself watching um any of these rebroadcasts check the discord see if other people are already watching it themselves come join us it's way more fun to see all of this in person and together with people um and Discord, you know, gets you as close as you can. Last year, I was lucky enough to be able to go to San Francisco. I didn't get a ticket to go into the stadium, but still got to hang out with a whole bunch of listeners. So thanks to y'all. Uh, and we hung out and watched in a movie theater, which was kind of badass for a five-game absolute banger of a series. It was, it was basically like watching Lord of the Rings Extended Edition. Uh, it was that good, too. Uh, all right. Uh, hey, On Patreon, uh, we are uh, so thankful to all you patrons. You are keeping us alive and afloat, uh, so thank you so much. Uh, Remember, for those of you who are wondering if it's worth it, it's three bucks a month just to support us, and we'll give you a nice uh, shout-out and a little video that you can cherish forever. Uh, maybe, you know, have it at your funeral later. It's just that important to you. Uh, or five bucks a month and you get access to all of our pre show shenanigans, all of it, not just what we had this year or this month, but everything beforehand. Uh, and 10 bucks a month will get you on our list for our post season game shows and general shenanigans. So if you want to be a part of that, totally encourage you to subscribe at that. But five bucks a month gets you, I don't know, like an additional hour and a half, two hours of content every month. It's kind of a, a bang up job. So thank you once again to all y'all. Uh, we'd love to see more of you on our Patreon uh, uh, members subscription area. That's it. All right. Let's talk about actual stuff. What do we got coming up? We got a lot to talk about because of so many teams. Um, it's actually more than any of the other episodes we've already had, and those approach three hours. We are not going to take three hours. We're going to blow through these a little quicker. Uh, But these are the play-in slash minor region representatives. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about each one. We're going to talk about their expectations. Normally, for those of you who follow us every year, this is where we have our really oddball, goofy logo rating. Um, Unfortunately, we're not going to do that this year. We may do it as a Patreon episode if you guys want that. There's just not really any new logos in fact the newest one is and the only new one is whales and it sucks so um very unfortunate because you guys should all go to their leaguepedia page and check out their old one which looks badass it is a backyard sports ass logo and i love it so much um but we're not going to do that we may still do it for patreon if you guys are interested just let us know in the discord wink wink nudge nudge Um, but we are going to talk about everything else, the important things, the teams that will be facing each other on the rift. From the PCS, we have two seeds. We have PSG Talon and CTBC Flying Oyster. From the VCS, we also have two seeds, and that is GAM Esports Returning and the new guns in Team Wales. From CB Lowell, we have the return of the champs loud back on the world stage. From LLA, Latin America, we have Movistar, R7, Rainbow 7, formerly known as, and from Japan, you know them, you may not love them after everything that happened this season, uh, especially in the playoffs, but it's Detonation Focus Me returning to Worlds again. And then also, just a little, you know, teaser, the uh, the little spice on top, we'll talk briefly about the Worlds qualifying series, which is the playoff, the best of five Three worlds between the fourth seed from the LCS in Golden Guardians and the fourth seed from the LEC in BDS. Winner will advance to the play-in stage. Loser... Well, maybe goes home. I don't know. I assume they're gonna like stick around and help scrim or something. Maybe just enjoy being in Korea. But they're gonna have to go home. No more real games to play. So let's start. We're all good things start. At the top of the table, the teams that we think and really the regions that have shown the best that they will succeed and move on to the actual world's stage itself mongoose we got two teams out of the pcs psg talon and flying oyster if you could start with psg talon tell us a little bit about how they got here obviously they won their final against flying oyster Um, were they a dominant force the whole season? Was this a new occurrence that they actually made it all the way through? Because this is not a team and certainly not players that are strangers to international competition.
1: Yeah, so PSG Town, you know them, you love them, because I love them, so we all love them. Uh, They they had a pretty easy uh, spring. Um, They went to MSI, did okay at MSI. And then coming into summer, uh, TSM had some trouble with their mid laner, Maple, who you might know. And Maple Your ends up going TSM back player. to the PCS. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, my favorite TSM player. Um, <laughs> and Maple ends up going back to the PCS and coming to PSG Talon and um, basically making them even more of like a world's topic because Maple... Doesn't necessarily always look great um, domestically, especially when you see him at the major regions. But whenever he goes to Worlds, um, Maple kind of turns it up a notch, uh, and we're just every time we see him at Worlds, we sort of expect that. But they do have some new names: uh, Azee, who is their top laner, who I'm very excited to see on the World stage. Um, We saw him trading some time with Hanabi uh, a bit ago um, while on PSG Talon. you have Junjia, who was over in LPL and came to, uh, came to the PCS and replaced Husha on this roster, who is currently riding the bench. But if Husha wants to come off the bench, uh, that would be A-OK with me. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> they ended up getting uh, Waco and Woody um, from their competition once they were finally done with uh, Unified and Kai Wing. So picking up the new bot lane, they have the mid laner who everyone loves from the PCS. And then they have this strong top side, um, which is a new addition to the PCS. So very excited for them. Um, And they look dominant. Um, There was not even a question if they were going to win. It's just who's going to be second seed coming out of the PCS.
0: Okay. Damn, they're that good. How how does this team play? Is this just like many number one seeds from worse regions. Are they just so dominant that they get lane leads, they get early game leads and no one can fight back?
1: I think a lot of their leads revolve around their jungler. So they have three players who can potentially carry on this team, um, top mid and ADC. Uh Junji is sort of the facilitator. So if you look back to like I would kind of look at them as like the G2 that kind of made the run um, back in 2019. Mm -hmm. Uh, they just they have kind of those lanes that can really play um, a lot of different styles and then they have the jungler who covers everything and makes sure everything goes smoothly um, while also sort of being an aggressive force um, that the team has to sort of support Um, so they're they're a fun team to watch because you never know where the focus is going to be until draft is is kind of locked
0: I think specifically
2: because PSG is the team that beat Loud at MSI, and I know Loud's uh, jungler has said a lot about Junjia, uh as well, as a, as a really good jungler. And I think Junjie often is probably the driving force of the team, whether he's playing carries, which he does spectacularly on, but I think a lot of the stuff he's been playing utility junglers because that's just been the meta. And he can kind of do it all even on the utility junglers. To me, he's like the big factor for PSG talent that lets Waco hit that late game Thanos stage, which Waco is known for. Like, Waco is really, really good. But it's not the leading that makes him super scary. It's a team fighting. If that guy gets late on an Aphelios. I don't care what. You can pick James. You can pick Zeri. Sure, those are all great team fighting champions. Waco's Aphelios is just absolutely insane. And he always gets covered by a yeah. hmm
1: Interesting.
0: Okay. So this is a team that feels pretty good. What do you think the expectations are for this team?
1: I think they should be looking to make it out of play-ins and at least cause some disruptance in uh, the Swiss stage. Uh, okay. They're not gonna, you know, win every single game. Uh, even though I'll, I, am gonna say that they are. Um, <laughs> I will, I, every every prediction, I'll be like it's PSG Talon uh, every time, dominant win. Um, but they they should they should be able to pick up wins um, when people aren't expecting to. Um, okay. Do you think this creates Swiss?
0: out of that first group stage
1: uh i'm not too sure because i don't really know the swiss <laughs> how it <laughs> yeah, kind of works i don't um, know the
0: swiss either they're a very neutral people sorry was, <laughs> so that we'll that see was
1: tough. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see i think they have the potential to um but we'll we'll just have to see how a lot of these players stack up on the world stage
0: okay well let's talk about the second place team because we have talked a lot about first this is a team that will cause disruption flying oyster how do they get here how how do you actually think this team will do here at worlds
1: so flying oyster was kind of like the i don't want to say the underdog going into like the race for second um mm-hmm. but they definitely were like in the top four discussion because there was a top four and then it was like the bottom six of pcs um but everyone was like psg Talon and beyond gaming um beyond gaming uh has Betty back. Betty looked absolutely insane, was getting MVP almost every single game. Um, It was just stomping everyone. And Flying Oyster just kind of rode along, got through playoffs, or got to playoffs, um, and then finally got to meet Beyond Gaming in the lower bracket. Um, After Beyond Gaming just took PSG to five games, which was super impressive, and no one was really expecting them to do that. And then they meet Flying Oyster in uh, the lower bracket of the playoffs. And it went to another five-game banger. Um, and Flying Oyster ended up coming out on top. And this is a roster that we've seen um, all these players at Worlds. Um, mm-hmm. So very excited to see them back. Excited for Gemini uh, and Rest, um, as well as Shousey. Uh, we've seen Shousey a lot at Worlds. Um, He's the but only one I side...
0: actually remember, <laughs> funnily enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just the name. The name is yeah. like pretty... Yeah. Like, out it's there. out there man um, <laughs> <laughs> but this this roster is fun i enjoy watching them
2: wasn't chelsea the only one who wasn't at the, the previous worlds that flyway submitted to
0: i don't think he was on the roster then
1: no yeah they had, so, like, everybody um, else was right yeah
0: well, was no, what else.
1: and chelsea was in lpl last year um so mm. that, that may be why over.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. He
1: was on Ultra Prime, and then Ultra Prime signed Sword Art, Once Sword Art kind of figured out his contract with TSM, and was like, <laughs> bye, I'll take yeah. my money, thanks. <laughs> and then went back to LPL, so he ended up replacing Chelsea on that roster.
0: God.
2: Sounds like a recurring theme with TSM.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, they have connection to
0: two of these two players that are... Representing <laughs> PCS,
1: kind of with Shaoxi. and their riddance. <laughs> <laughs> if they come to PCS, I, I will be so mad. If TSM ends up going to PCS, they could go anywhere. <laughs> man.
2: That's what I've been in with Spilo, but I, I was on to find because it felt like the like, anime protagonist when I was watching the PCS bracket. Like like you said, I didn't think they were going to win against Dion Gaiman, who just took PSG in three games, even in the finals. Like PSG CFO, it was a five game series. I'm gonna be honest. Maybe I'm going a Think it should have been a three-two. I thought it was gonna be a 3 0 but somehow Oysters just kept pulling out like, things that kind of worked, and somehow it was just winning fights I didn't or winning games I didn't think they should have won. So seeing them a team with like the, the slogan "We Are Family," like fighting people to a second seed was yeah, it was really fun to watch. And I'm kind of hoping that they can kind of disrupt Group B a little bit. You know, cause some chaos there.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. It's always fun when you know the the worst teams, right? The second seeds exceed their expectations. And there's been how long was uh, how long ago was the final for this? A month? Yeah, plus? it was a month ago. Yeah. yeah, so several patches, lots of practice ago. Who knows? This could be a completely yeah. different team.
1: Uh, All right. Flying Oyster did pull out a really fun comp against uh, PSG and won with it. And I saw them draft it, and I was like, "There's no way they're gonna win with this team." They played Rumble Yone as their solo lanes. Okay. Any time Yone would get a huge ult, they would like oh, Nautilus ult Rumble oh. ult on top of them, and then Aphelios ult would like fly in with Infernum, <laughs> and it just like it was like all the fire and brimstone just like onto <laughs> onto uh uh PSG. So that was really fun. After after PSG lost that game, I was like. Oh crap. Maybe maybe they're not, gonna, <laughs> they're not gonna win game five. But they they ended up winning it. But it was um they kind of came back into game five and were like so pissed. It was like a complete stomp in game five. That's so fun. <clears throat>
0: All right. Well, Among you gotta keep talking because we're gonna talk about the VCS. The one and two seats here. We've got Gam Esports, uh formerly known as Gigabyte Marines, if you all remember them from years gone, or if you just remember them from recently, because this team just keeps fucking showing up at Worlds. (laughs) Uh, They cannot stay away. They're the dominant force. Uh, Second seed was Team Wales, new team to international competition. Uh, And unfortunately, once again, I'm going to harp on this because this is all I know about them. They got rid of their significantly better logo for some dumbass W, and it sucks. Talk to me, Bongus. Start with the first seed tell me about gammy sports. Is this the gam that we know and love? Is it a new look?
1: Um, how did they get here? What are your expectations? So this is the gam that we saw at MSI, um, same team, same players and same four basic main components of gam. Um, and Kia, Levy, Kati and Slater. Um, the only change this year being their support, um, who is actually on Team Wales, is the one uh, that they had last year. But now they have Pallet, um, who is just a younger prospect, I think. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure.
2: Slater's new, right? He used to be on, um, wasn't he part of that SVTC roster that was supposed to be the the giant Slater? Slater
1: is pretty new, um, but I think he's been on GAM for a bit. Um, Slater's kind of like the up-and-coming ADC for this region. He's been on GAM only for four months. Oh. Well, so yeah. he actually
0: just swapped, Never I think, mind. right after um, <sighs> SI. What do I know?
2: Oh, was yeah. Because yeah. I, I just remember Slater and Pallet, like, for GAM, are actually their scariest-looking lane right now. Like, I, the oh. other laning is insane. Like, we knew Pallet was good. But Slater, to me, is somebody I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he's played any international events. But um, mm-hmm. I heard that he was on that SBTC team that had some sort of like uh, scandal to live about when trading, and the whole roster got blown apart because of that. Um, he was innocent, so he managed to get on the team. But I heard that he was really, really good, and a lot of teams were looking to, to pick him up. Because I think Slater and Artemis might be the best 80 carries in the VCS, and them going to Worlds is actually pretty good.
0: Hell yeah, yeah. I love it
1: it's um it's kind of like the the conversation of like the newer players coming in um we saw a lot of them last year uh on the second seed of with saigon buffalo um unfortunately saigon buffalo ran out of money um and <laughs> we looking to sell their spot last year and just weren't able to so they were forced hey, look, another to, try to, try to get a team yep
0: that's what um. i've been saying <laughs> But they weren't able use, to keep,
1: like keep any. <laughs> please, don't, please don't. I've already gotten into so many fights with um, PCS people about this because they're like, it would be so good for our region. I'm like, you don't understand. Um, I don't but... want it. <laughs> but like Saigon it. Buffalo, unfortunately, um, kind of blew up from last year to this year. Um, so you're going to see the names on that roster kind of scattered all over. Um, and one making it back. <laughs> Um, But with GAM, it's the same team over and over. Same style, same play style, same thing for five, six years. Um, And I said it at MSI, and I'll say it here. If you lose to this team as a major region coming into it, you need to get a new coaching. You have six (laughs) years of VODs VODs, of this team. If you don't know how to play against this team and don't know how to counter them, you don't deserve to be at worlds i'm sorry as a Get major ass. region Get team you ass, should man. be able to play against gam um oh, no. and we well, we even saw it at uh asia games cuz they played with pretty much the gam roster mm-hmm. um and they got absolutely stomped by team uh korea <laughs> it was not close at all they got <laughs> yeah but
0: did you see that team korea roster man
1: <laughs> i mean yeah that, yeah, that but was it's like it's, it's like, it, it's like not even they, they brought their they brought their team they brought their competitive team they were playing against people who've been playing together for like it's, three weeks. It doesn't matter. It's not the same but like the Korean team was playing for nothing
2: Just so they were playing for their military lives. That's true. <laughs> they win, they get exemption. Like they, they were get all the more based in the world. And I, I almost like, for this world, this is the one time I'm going to give an exception to losing a game because we talk about the fact that like, hey, you've seen like about six seasons of odds in this team. Well, they had that breakdown like after MSI, right, where their, their entire like, coaching staff got completely wiped out, and they, they had some behind-the-scenes drama. I'm not sure the details about it. But they just announced that they brought on, like, Molecule, Jensen, Warzo, like, all the staff. It's, oh, no, sorry, what's on that? It's part of the old one. So it's Jensen, Molecule, and I can't remember who the third person was. Uh, uh,
0: they they brought them, on so. a,
1: a Jensen Go to
0: specify for those who maybe oh, think okay. of it. Incarnacion, Incarnation who's now just... Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but they have, like, a stacked coaching staff. I, I don't know if, if how that's going to translate onto the Rift, necessarily, mm-hmm. but um, I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping... I, I have great respect for Jensen and Hill. Um So I, I feel like if ever there was a year or a split or an event where a game could really take the world by storm, like, this right? Right? <laughs> like, with this and, coaching staff. <laughs>
1: And we have seen Gam do that in the past where they had like strats that they hid just to surprise people sure. completely. Yeah. Um, we saw it with the Nocturne Galio where it was mm-hmm. like roaming Galio mm. mid feed Nocturne all the XP that we can and get like six level six Nocturne at like five minutes or some shit like that. Um, mm-hmm. So we've seen them have strats like that. So I think with the right coaching and, and stuff like that, but it's really it's going to be hard to change their play style over a course of two months and be that's right. Confident in playing that playstyle, um, more out outside of like one game where everything just hits for them. Um, but we'll see. I, if I eat crow, I'm more than happy to just like have this team pop off. Um, but, but I would much rather have some of these other teams uh, uh, go forward. So um, I just I want good League of Legends. That's, that's all I want. Amen to that. From PSG Town. Right.
0: Uh, Well, (laughs) from here,
1: (laughs) and no one else.
0: Well, Betty's not here, so you can't cheer for him. Sorry, buddy. Um, hey, second seed, Team Wales. You've Mm -hmm. waxed eloquent about Gam. They seem to have really good support staff behind them, and maybe can make a dark horse run into the world's main stage event. What do you think of Wales? Just in general, actually, not even talking about the team now. What do you think of Wales? I love Wales. Wales are cool, right?
2: Yeah, whale wow. songs are amazing.
1: That's great stuff. To you It'd want to be really you. cool if you had a whale logo as your... <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah.
0: No, best I can do, sorry, is a weird W. How about that? <laughs> that W
1: is an actual L. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> there you go. Great burn, Mongoose. Wow. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talk to me about Team Whales. And, of course, I mean the country that um, specifically Vettius is from, which is, uh, as we all know, Wales. He's Welsh. So well, I mean, You mean, uh, you you mean Gareth Bale, Bale? <laughs> Team Wales? We're yes, talking about, Gareth Bale, exactly. I think hey, Joe Allen is the more important footballer from Wales. But, yeah, okay. You, well, Gareth, Gareth Bale's Bale is just a
1: golf player now. He is. So. It's true.
0: And I'm blacking out about everything he did in the Champions League final against Liverpool a couple of years ago. It didn't happen. So What do you mean? <laughs> That didn't happen. Nothing happened.
1: Who are we? Where are we? All right. Talk to me about Team Wales, the team from VCS. So Team Wales, the whole VCS playoffs, once you got past like the first few uh, games, it was just like banger after banger after banger, where it was like 3-2, 3-2, 3-2, every team trading off. I love Uh, it. And Team Wales, unfortunately, was caught up in that early just like stomp phase of everyone just losing. So they lose early to Team Secret um and then eventually fight their way back up to losers finals against team secret um and end up beating them 3-2 um so a really cool comeback like just fighting through the the uh lower bracket all the way back to beat the team that beat them in winners um and then get a chance to go for gam um and unfortunately came up just a little bit short losing 3-1 uh I think there's still a really exciting team. We got to see Bean J last year on that Saigon Buffalo uh, team. Uh, BA, yeah. who is their support, was on Gam last year um, when they went to Worlds. So, and Artemis is one of the players yeah. that everyone's going to talk about every every time the VCS is is focused on. It'll be Artemis um, being talked about. I think Bean is also going to be included in that conversation. The only real question marks for me are their solo lanes, and I think coming <laughs> into Worlds the solo lanes are pretty strong across the board. So that's the only kind of question mark I have about this team.
2: Yeah, and in fact, like, when, because I didn't, I'm going to be honest, like, I didn't really watch the PCS, so I was talking to people about the PCS, and it's was like, how oh, did this team, like, you've signed on Buffalo's you know, team secret teams that internationally known have short-term special events. Like, who are Team Whales? Like, where did they come from? And it tells me, godly, Artemis, that's the guy to keep your eyes on. Like, this guy apparently just, like, I don't want to say he dragged Team Mills to victories, but he was definitely, like, they are probably MVP um, of the team. And so everybody's like, yeah, just, just watch this bot lane. And Glory, Sparta, they can do whatever they want in solo lanes. They're not going to feet or anything, but they're also not where your eyes are drawn to. If you're looking at Sparta and Glory, something like horrifically wrong. And it just doesn't, <laughs> it's always Artemis in this bot lane. And we're, we're talking, like, people running up against, um, like, supports like Taki or Pallet. Supports can dominate a lane, and somehow, yeah, and artists are just winning off lanes, even against Stater and Uh The bot lane was, was really, really strong, And that's why, like I said, I was very excited for the two VCS representatives, since their bot lanes are, are the focus I know that people are talking about. Maybe, you know, bot lane might be one of the key lanes going into worlds as well. Um, and, yeah, like they are yeah, peaking at the right time, hopefully in the right manner.
0: Yeah. Amen. Uh, so bot lane goes, so does the rest of the map, generally speaking, although I'm just talking about my solo game, yeah. so. and i lose a lot guys i do play bot lane (laughs) (laughs) uh all right um so i think that's it for vcs that's it for pcs let's talk about the true champions of course random yes cb low loud is back baby and they're ready for revenge right
2: yeah, time to get loud. I mean, this is loud has it just made history actually in CB Law. Uh, CB Law is the last region to get a three. P. No team has actually pulled it off. Uh, now in Brazil, and loud just pulled it off. This is wow. the strongest players in almost a, all the positions right now. They have Robo is probably the best top laner in all of Brazil. Um, he just actually managed to secure himself. Uh, tied with BRTT is the most successful player in CB Law history, six titles now. Um Croc is our most successful import ever. That man is insane. And even better uh, is actually that the two players on this team are playing in Korea, they're Koreans, so it's almost like home soil for them. Uh, uh the guy who kaboomed Alliance back in the past, you know, he's like probably I wanna say he's probably the most experienced player in playing in cbl right now. don't uh, quote me on that, but I wouldn't be surprised if he is. He's been playing since like twenty thirteen. Root uh, is the only non-Brazilian AD carry to ever win CBLOL. Still holds that title, defending it. Uh, Sales is the best support historically probably that we've ever had. So best in all their roles. It's the best shot Loulton's ever had. Uh, And this split as well, um, I'm going to wax a bit. But but CBLOL, after split one, actually sent teams to practice in EU and Korea. So this split was actually our strongest split, despite not... Being competitive, uh, Riot Brazil sent the top three teams. Uh, so it was Pain, Loud, and I think it was off top of my head. It was the other one they sent to Europe? I think it was. It was in red. Uh, I kind of remember later, later and Los Angeles they ended up sending, and then Fluxu boot camped as well in EU on their own dime. But no, Fluxu went to Korea on their own dime. They had a, a partnership with T1 to um, mm. practice in Korea after MSI, and then Furia went on their own dime to go practice in EU, and uh, IU actually managed top the. EU solo queue ladder, which is, I suspect, why he is actually in the uh, Gods video. Uh, <laughs> but it's not, I IU like, no shot, they thought he was going to win CBL, but uh, he did top the EU solo queue ladder, so maybe that's homage there uh, to IU. So it was actually the most comp- the, the, the highest level CB loss that we've had. And even that, Loud ran away with the playoffs. Like, it wasn't even close. Loud is head and shoulders of everyone else. So it's the best chance for yeah. Loud. It's not the best grouping we could have. There is Gan, who I think a lot of people are uh, underestimating after their weak MSI performance, where they lost to R7 and got knocked out, eliminated by R7. And, you know, like, PSG talent is really strong, too. Uh, and they're all in the same group. LLA, R7 uh, is a team who I think it's hard to get read on because they're so dominant in their own region. So I am hopeful for LAU. But there's always the age on see ball problem, which the teams don't perform internationally. Like, they're really good. They've got all the potential. And then you go to Worlds, and rise in to top lane in, a lane in a matchup. He should not do that in <laughs> it. like, oh, it's, it's Ross. What are we going to do? Like, like,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. What do you think this team's going to do in this playing stage? Do they, do they have better odds flipping a coin to get out of the play-ins or actually running it themselves?
2: I mean, they if they run it themselves, they should. Like their coaching staff is actually really, really good. And I, I know it's finished off in like Gam is good. Don't get me wrong, PhD's is good as well. But I actually think Loud has some mechanical skills to stand up to these teams. They've got the confidence. The problem is, that I don't think they choose whether they want to, you know, run it properly or whether they flip, just put it because that's just how it always goes. If they don't, I would be so so happy if Loud would actually just play it properly, but I think the top side, especially Robo and Croc, they're a really fun go to watch. Robo, there's the meme about It's either, it's Robo, like, uh, what, what are we going to do about it? Or, it's rob because he's popping off and killing everybody. He tends to kill him and Olaf. I see Olaf against him. <laughs> Croc's kind of similar. Um, Croc's really aggressive jungler, and he likes to get spicy, especially if we see Lee Sin, which I suspect we will, uh, come into meta for worlds. J4, junglers that like to get aggressive. Then it's Croc's meta but It's also Croc's game to lose, and sometimes Croc does certain things like not buying jungle items at level one and team fighting, uh, <laughs> like he did at MSI against G2. Yeah, so, yeah, like I-, I think the top set's gonna be good for cards. If not, though, if they can slow things down, Tinons and Root uh, are really steady carry, so the bot side should be really fine for Loud. It's a top set that gets exciting, and one way or another, it'll be interesting. Either Loud win, and we get. Everybody gets excited or loud loses and the rest, rest of the world gets talked to entertainment while Brazilians just kind of,
0: well, yeah. <laughs>
2: they get We've to experience
0: 7-2 again, maybe. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, let's talk about a couple other regions. We've got Latin America North and LJL still. I'm going to talk about Movistar R7, uh, formerly known as Rainbow 7 before they got their title sponsor. Uh, this is uh, a couple names you all know because R7's been here before. Um, very, very recently, yep. we've got Bong, the man with the thickest neck in the goddamn game.
1: Up in the top lane, <laughs> Bong's profile picture is so like they did his, They did this man so dirty. They really Leaf-pedia. did him wrong too.
0: I, it's tough, man. It's tough. We've got Adi in the jungle. Uh, we've got Miru in the mid lane. Uh, Seo as a carry and Leon's as support. Uh, I have covered LLA pretty much every year actually literally since like 2016 or whatever, um, since we started doing episodes like this. I love watching LLA. I love their casting crew. They are so fun. Uh, My Spanish is very, it's not good, but it's constantly improving. Um, So being able to listen and know generally what's going on uh, and just seeing how much fun they have. They're also, once again, I've said this before, they're one of the only regions that consistently has had a woman shoutcaster. Did not have one for the finals. (laughs) Uh, this time around, but it's been pretty consistent. They've got um, a woman involved in the broadcast like this, which is great, uh, and it's awesome, and I love it. It just mixes up things. R seven is exactly the team that should be here. This team in the what's called the closing, the final, um, the final split, was undefeated in series. They went seven and zero against all competition. They their games record was fourteen and two. They dropped two games the entirety of the last um, regular split. Estrel Esports, which was their opponent in the final, was also the second place team and pretty much was right behind them. Six and one in terms of series, 12 and three in terms of games. These were clearly the top two teams. Six Karma was a little bit behind, which most people won't remember. Um And then Infinity was all the way in fourth place, which we all might remember by their former sponsor. This was Gillette Infinity from a couple of years ago. Um, this team is really good for the region. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it was unex- or not unexpected at all that this team uh, actually made it all the way to the finals and not only made it to the finals but was the first place team. And they did it in the finals, by three owing uh, the second place in Estro Esports, and gentlemen, it was not close. It yep. really wasn't close. Um, I think there's some positive takeaway from this. R7 performed better than they did last year. This team looks improved. It looks like the time that they've had together has certainly helped. They're no longer scrapping over the most random fucking fights and then losing (laughs) them and potentially losing games. There's actual reasoning for a lot of the things they were doing. They made some good early moves. Also, Estral made some really good early moves uh, with some uh, great early roaming. Um, At least, I think it was game two was really where they got that going with a Nakali pick. Uh, And it didn't matter. Rainbow Seven feels like they just outclassed their opponents. They feel to me so much like when C9 and TSM were at the top of the game of the NA charts, it was because they just won every lane and then won from there. R7 isn't quite on that stage. The top lane especially is one I would point out as having not been as r7 favored now it was largely r7 favored but there was a few times bong got caught with his pants down um and really it was atrox i mean you could argue it was just the atrox matchup or excuse me not atrox it was the flip coin it was a uh, casante into atrox and Cassante won that i think every single time in this series um audi i really like audi and rafa told me very specifically that i'm not allowed to talk shit about audi but he <laughs> faced jose diodo Former LCS <clears throat> jungler, Jose diodo and largely outperformed him. Better macro, better positioning. His poppy was pretty solid. By the way, this team really likes poppy, which I le- really love. It is a great champ, and there are so many goddamn dashes in the game. If you're going to use it as a control jungler, it's totally viable. Um, and if you dump a little damage in there because you're ahead, you can actually snowball really, really well. Um, I think they've got some good ideas about how to play the game. I'm not... I'm not high on them though. After all of this, my expectations are relatively low. I think they've improved for sure, but what we saw last Worlds was bad. It was not good. This team, with with one exception, this team maybe can get two wins throughout the entirety of this. Part of the problem is, who do they face? Their first match is PSG Talon. (sighs) They're getting bathed by fire. This is the number one or number two team in the entirety of <laughs> plans and arguably should not even be here, right? This is a team that's expected to get out. And if they lose that, they're up against either Loud or Gam. Yeah. It is a rough path to get out of Group A.
2: Well, on the bright side, if they do face down, or when they do face down, that little bracket there. Did people die before? MSI 2023, right? <laughs> yes. that, that was an upset. And it was this, this uh, R7 roster as well. I totally I agree with you, And I think the biggest problem for the LA is when you're this good, when you're crushing a your region, it's hard to tell exactly how good the team is, right? Because are you that good, or is it just like the rest of the region hasn't quite caught up to you yet? And that's why like, I think we're gonna get very binary responses to R seven is to how good they are. Like people who believe in them are gonna be like, Oh, they're amazing. Have you seen how like they're replacing replacing midtake, right? Like, dominating, crushing all the opponents, freeing up uh, you know, all, all the audiences like, roam around and do whatever he wants in the jungle. And you're gonna get the other side which is like, Well, sure, they crushed their region, but it's a one team region, so what are you gonna do about it? Like when they actually run up against the other best international teams, you're not gonna see them win that mid lane as it says to be a you know the top lane the like, potentially just getting run over by carry top leaders you know, like, yeah, and that's why for R7, like, I, I'm reserving judgment so I can actually see them up against uh, another team of their caliber, but I am fingers crossed, like, hoping that they'll be able to maybe surprise PSG a little bit, because I think we're a solid down thing
0: Okay, yeah, fair. I think... They will be very lucky to win one game against PSG, but maybe the matchup against GAM is the one where they shine <laughs> Um All right, that's enough waxing eloquent about uh, the Latin American region. Let's talk about a team that we really know very well. <laughs> a team that has literally represented the region, I think for 10 years straight or something ridiculous like that. Detonation Focus Me. Uh, I do have to give this shout out since we're not going to do the full uh, logo rundown thing. Uh, they did change once again their logo to co- be the correct English lettering for Detonation Focus Me, and I could not be happier. Um, but they however, changed the
1: blue that they used. Change it back. Change yeah, the blue to I the lighter I like light the new blue. blue.
0: I like the new darker blue. But we're not. <laughs> we're not doing that episode. Um, we and there's maybe some other changes that needed to take place at Detonation. Focus me first, Mongoose. I know you're a little bit more well versed on this particular stuff than me. If you could give everyone some background about what the fuck happened to Detonation. Focus me roster during playoffs.
1: So I'll kind of give like a general rundown of the timeline of everything that happened because I think we mentioned it earlier on the on the podcast that. There was some harassment to DFM's top laner, uh, Toll2. And the whole roster basically got blown up because of it. So I'll just run quickly through the timeline of events. um, And then people can give their opinions about it or or whatever we want to do. So Toll2 comes in complete rookie um, to the LJL. So first split. uh, And he's having to replace Evie on DFM. Probably the hardest person to replace on DFM outside of Utupon. Um So, of course, there's always going to be fans saying stuff or, or the team kind of having expectations. Um, and this team ended up winning spring pretty convincingly. Um, but um, Toltu made a tweet or made a post about how some of the coaches were verbally harassing him and he specifically named the head coach Kazu who has previously stepped in for the team before to play support. And after uh, Spring, when he came back, um, Toltu ended up leaving the DFM house um, that they had for everyone because he put out in another statement where he said the harassment felt like it was life-threatening and he just did not feel safe staying at the house. Um and he came out and said Utapon was one of the few people who came up and helped him. and was just trying to resolve the situation and just make it so that everyone was on the same page and trying to get everything to stop so that Toltu could actually mold into the team better. Um, Toltu ended up reaching out to someone in the Lowell esports industry about the harassment. And the CEO of DFM found out about it and personally fined Toltu um, for it and was told not to submit any of the allegations to the LJL executives. Um, their harassment continued um, throughout winning the spring split and throughout summer split. Um, 2 to ends up leaving DFM right before the summer playoffs. So DFM's first seed going into summer playoffs, 2 to leaves and DFM has this gap to fill. Um, they originally were going to bring up their uh, academy top laner. um, But what they ended up doing was Utapon ended up playing top lane and they substituted in their ADC from their academy Milan. Um, And at the end of all this, in in August, uh, Riot finally put out uh, a statement and the head coach Kazu and coach Saros were forced to resign uh, for a total of six months uh, comp ban from the LGL Um, DFM was fined uh, 1,500,000 yen, um, which is about 10K USD uh, for roster changes after the lock deadline. Um, So playoffs, they had to lock in their roster. I assume this is what the uh, lock deadline was for. So playoffs, they had to lock in. um, And since Toll 2 left unexpectedly, this was the fine for that. And then there was another 2 million yen, which is about 13 Uh, USD, 13,000 USD, um, for the harassment within the organization itself. And the CEO of DFM was told he must complete harassment education training within four months of the statement or step down as the CEO um, completely for DFM to continue to play in the LJL. Um, And then after playoffs kind of uh, come together and come to a close, they ended up picking up coach vivid who was on a previous LJL team just out of a job for a year and a half and picked up the top laner, uh, Apeman. So that's kind of the rundown of everything. Um, we didn't really cover it or grow into much detail, but the riot confirmed everything that was happening due to, uh, their investigation and their interviews with people. Um, so that's the whole situation told to still not on a team still not really heard from um, outside of this so hopefully the best of luck to him and hopefully everything um, gets resolved really sad to see a story or like dfm doing this to a rookie um who was even playing well too they yeah. really hurt yeah. themselves more than anything
0: else it's so stupid what people will do Yep. Yeah, and, and it's
1: power. it's crazy that it wasn't just the coaching staff either. It went yes. all the way to the top Systemic. of the org. Um yeah. So yeah. it's just really, really sad to see that.
2: It's not the first time that a Japanese team has had these sort of issues, unfortunately. Right, and hopefully, you know, um, going forward, it, it stops. Because true as well. Toto was known as a Draven top solo queue player. Like when he was, when he, his first
0: <laughs> no debut way. when
2: LGL was actually on the Texas, when he followed, uh, he was the top laner replacing Yellow Yoshi, who was known as a poppy uh, one trick top laner. So they were just running one tricks in top lane. So when you pick up Toto, you know that he's going to be an off meta player as so. well. Sure, and he's got big shoes to fill. Ebi, at least to me, was one of the biggest reasons why DFM was so dominant in the LGL for so long. And you knew that Toto was not going to be able to fill those shoes. You have to grope him up. So it, it's very saddening I mean, for me to see that they put so much pressure on, on such a young player to be able to fulfill legendary shoes on a legendary team. Now, that's it. I am actually very surprised that DFM still managed to win the summer split after all of that happened. Because for those not familiar with the LJL, it might feel like a one-team region with DFM always winning. But actually... The SoftBank Hawks and Sengoku have been nipping at their heels now for what, the last two, three splits. Uh, the SoftBank Hawks has blank, former world champion T1, blank, playing on their roster. And they've been coming together, getting stronger and stronger. Uh, Sengoku's jet, their bot laner, has just, uh, just been um, kind of just ripping uh, a lot of the bot lanes. Um, I'm sorry, not bot lane, mid jets, pardon Has been ripping everyone. New one has actually been going even or better than Aria. And those who know, that, DFM, the Church of Aria, is the thing because he's so good, The are actually able to match up uh, very, very well. So DFM is representing OJL again in spite of all the difficulties, and to me that's just absolutely amazing for the mental of these players.
0: It, that's the wildest thing. So this is a full five-game series in the finals um, against <clears throat> Fukuoka SoftBank Hawks Gaming, mm-hmm. um, which is abbreviated to SHG which it's a Japanese team, so I just read this as shogun it, or shogun, um, and it's completely off, which throws me personally off, (laughs) and I hate that. Um, This was a great series. It's actually pretty fun to watch. You can see the problems with this particular roster from um, Detonation Focus Me. They're right there for you. And if Arya hadn't had as many pop-off fights as he did, this may have been a 3-1 for the Hawks. Like, legitimately, they should have won, probably. Yes, they should have won. They really should have closed it out. And they couldn't. They weren't able to, and it was largely because Aria put this team on his fucking back. Now, Milan played quite well as well in those games. Steel had some great moments. And in their wins, their early wins at least, Utapon, particularly on the Scion, did look pretty good. And then you pull him off the Scion, where he's just tanky as all sin, things get a lot more shaky, which is fair. This player should not be this, like, adept at the game that he can go walk into a finals and win, and yet, and yet they did, which, to your point, exactly, Random minion Caster, is that the resilience of this team to not only be able to win this, but to bounce back from, I believe, getting reverse swept, right? Because they were on the cusp of it. I um, think it was two, no, and two. They
1: traded games. They, they traded. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't right, remember
0: quite the order, yeah. but they were. I'm trying sure mean, to remember. They, they
2: did that in the semis, like in the the winner uh, final, because that was also another five game series
0: between. Ooh, that's true. Let me look back a little bit. I can find out. Um,
1: let's see. So round one. So soft SoftBank ends up winning game one. Then DFM wins the second and third game. That's SoftBank right. wins game four, and then. Uh, DFM closed out in a absolute banger of a game uh, in in the winner side. Um, went 55 minutes and DFM like barely barely won that game.
0: Yeah, almost of very similar to their semifinal. Duh. Uh, yeah, it was almost exactly the yep. semifinal for them too. So, yeah. um, this team is incredibly lucky to be here. Number one, <laughs> arguably they're not sending their best. However, once again, the roster is a little different. (laughs) It's going to be a slightly different team. Um, (laughs) I expect them to be stronger and I expect them to be a team that is deserving of that number one seed. The best thing by far for Japanese audience is that Aria is back at Worlds. And the Mm -hmm. previous iterations of DFM that have had any sort of success at all have had Aria. Aria has been the key. To have a, maybe not like, top of the world class, but to have a mid laner in particular who can hold his own against the best of the best is, I, I can't even state, overstate the importance. It is so, so massive. You will see any of these teams in previous years, if you go back and watch when more of the play-in teams actually faced top competition, like four seed out of LPL and four seed out of LCK, you can just watch everything evaporate by minute five. Because the solo lanes are so shoved in, often dead once or twice. The bot lane has no help because now the jungle has nowhere that they can go, no matter how good they are. Game's already over. With Arya there, things are a little bit more stable. Steel knows what he's doing in international competition. Um, And I think this is a roster, if the top lane stuff works out, that could cause some damage at playing stage, like Arya-led rosters, once again, have done before.
1: Yeah,
2: and I'd even argue just just having you spawn go back to the AD Carry role is going to be massive for them. You has been around forever, pretty much. I think he's played like three or four different roles. He has played top lane in the past, but as you mentioned, you know, like he he looked around the side. And he's obviously not been practicing that top lane. So while he's got the understanding of how it's going to go, he doesn't have that same sort of strength and pride that he has in the bot lane. And also, Milan's been great. Don't get me wrong. I actually think Milan's a very promising uh, AD Carry for the LJL. But he's not useful. And use on just knowing when to push out and be able to you know work with the sport really well, that will also make it stronger. So at least both your carry lanes will be strong and you can just chuck up and then just whatever tank you need to. Worst comes to worst, right? Like there's over in the Sion, you know, Malphite. Um, there's a lot of options up there. So I definitely think this DfM at Worlds should be significantly better than the, the DfM we saw in the summer playoffs. Now, is that good mm-hmm. enough internationally? That's the big question.
0: My big question mark is Harp. I was... No. Yeah. And once again, I only watched the finals. So maybe if I watched more, I'd be more impressed. I think he looked a lot like Sven and not like Sven that made finals, but like the Sven that was kind (laughs) of learning how to play support. Really poor positioning, um, missing skill shots, etc. Now when it worked and it was on, he actually looked great. His teaming up with Steel and Arya for some of those team fights, especially when Arya was on the Jace to set up multi man shock blasts, um, was really good. But then he would have brain fart moments or something. I mean, he basically solo lost game two, or was it game one when he was on the Renata and just I don't know, turn brain off, invade, get killed. Um, and then the game kind of just snowballed out of control from there. Uh, so I, it's colored by only seeing five games with a roster mm-hmm. that was pretty new for its time.
2: Just because harp has been around for so long uh, and, and just played like at other international events. I wonder how much that is just synergy between uh, Milan and Harp versus the synergy between Milan and Spawn and communications. Totally. Yeah. Uh, obviously we, we don't know their comps unfortunately, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious like whether that, might have been part of the issue, considering that Milan had to get something so on such short notice. There,
0: yeah. Here's a problem for DFM. Their first sure. matchup, CFO. Yep. This is not as hard as PSG, but it ain't an easy matchup. Here's the other problem. Let's say they win that, they're gonna face off of against uh, the winner from Team Wales or Golden Guardians slash BDS. Whoever. You can just say game. Golden Guardians. I will. Golden Guardians. <laughs> And then, let's say they lose that. So they got to the second seed. Um, they will eventually, potentially, well, they actually do a little bit of a gauntlet, so they have to face off again against either uh, Team Wales or CFO, if they were lucky enough to beat them already. Uh, and then they will have to face probably PSG. So, yeah. yeah
1: or think, team that beat
2: PSG. Which yes, would be just or
0: loud. Yeah, it could be loud. That's <laughs> yeah. absolutely true. Um, So there's a lot of difficult games ahead. I think this is a team that could potentially get that third spot, but probably no higher than that. They're better than Rainbow Seven, from what I've watched. They're better than R Seven, probably. Once again, who knows, really knows what's going on with the top lane? If it was Told to, i I'd say for sure, but it's not, so I don't fucking know. Um, I, they have the, the ability to do that. I, I just don't know. It, there's so many question marks about this team and how they can actually perform internationally. But fingers crossed that they look as good as they have in the past.
1: I think something that's really exciting that has nothing to do with Worlds at all um, for LJL is Milan. We got to see Milan. Milan looks super exciting as yeah. a prospect and as someone to potentially look forward to next year unless Milan's just riding the DFM train until Utapon retires and then eventually will come up and take his spot. Um I don't
2: think Utapan knows what retirement is.
1: Yeah, Utaphon's been playing for (laughs) since 2012. Um so and and he's been playing on DFM since 2013. So whatever. I've been playing since 2010.
0: Fuck that. (laughs) Same level of play for sure this
2: so, is so what i hearing is, uh, you're going to retire soon, Duffy. I'm
0: always going to take over. I, I, sh- <laughs> I should retire. I should retire, man. Imagine doing something for 13 years and being like at best Emerald three. Woo. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Couldn't be you. Good All enough. right. Be me. Uh, let's talk about the other games we got coming up. So we got the world qualifier series. We'll also give our general oh, yeah. predictions on what the group stage is going to look like on play-ins. But the most important thing is to find our last play in team. Um, GG versus BDS. I will tell you right now, everyone, not a single person on the cast who has submitted their answers has picked BDS. Um, I think it is very difficult to have watched the BDS that we just saw in the LEC and to have watched all of Golden Guardians, except for the playoffs, which was not all that great, and find that BDS would be the better team. Um, We've talked a lot previously about this, about the strength, relatively, of the top four of the LCS. Um, And you'll find that a lot of us are in agreement that it's pretty much G2 above everyone. Most of those LCS teams right below them in some, like, smattering of um, rankings. And then Fnatic maybe right in that group, Mad underneath them based on expectations because it's another Worlds tournament. We know how Mad does at Worlds. And BDS way below everyone else. Uh, So I don't think anyone will find this a surprise. Bickle is actually the only one to even give BDS a game. Goose, RMC, and I all have a full sweep. Uh, Random Innocaster, is this even going to be close? Do you think this is just going to be brutal for minute one?
2: So, full disclosure, I did not draft the LEC, and I did not watch the BDS games. So, I don't know much about BDS at all, and how they play and So, because of that, I just went 3 GG, because it's mostly what I've heard, that BDS plays very sort of alt meta um, It's very standard, they're probably going to get white. And I have seen GG, and I have faith in GG. And I'm in it. Last one, definitely not biased, definitely not related.
0: <laughs> oh, I just don't see... I think the GG we got... During the playoffs, the fourth-place team, I didn't recognize it. That was not the GG I've been watching the whole time. Gory looked so far yeah. off of his game. River struggled mightily. Licorice continued to be more than fine. Um, and yeah. unfortunately, I did recognize that hoohee. That's a hooey I've seen before. Yeah. but
1: <laughs> Usually it, it helps break a game open. You've been watching him work. a little bit more closely than I've, some so, of these other players.
0: Yeah, Random cast. you may know this. Uh, I'm a massive CLG fan. You can't see it, but yep. right off of camera is my CLG flag that still hangs on my wall. Um, so that bot lane, is, those are my boys. And Sticksay, I think, was totally fine and performed yeah, well the entire good. time. Yeah, top three, top four ADC. <laughs> throughout the entire um, year, honestly, 2023 was very consistent. Uh, But who he ints, it's just often his ints unlock things for the rest of the team, particularly River, and they couldn't do anything because mid-jungle was so far behind in the playoff series. So I don't think we're going to get that GG. I think this is a GG that is going to figure their shit out, Um, and this is a GG that has, I mean, I'm going to say this, and I've said it before, I think Licorice is our best, most consistent top laner this year. I think this year he has taken a step above what we've seen from Fudge, who traditionally has held that place, and Summit has been excellent still in lane, but Licorice has been fine in lane, and then does stuff afterwards. And I don't think Adam can do anything. And if Adam can't do anything, BDS's entire game plan is over.
1: He doesn't even do anything. He doesn't even do anything.
0: He doesn't go here. And by go here, I mean to the world's playing stage, because he will be hanging out (laughs) in Korea as a tourist instead. And we're all going to eat so much crow when BDS 3 is Golden Guardians.
1: I I also think the meta meta change really favors Golden Guardians. Um, Of course, J4, River's top champ of all time, um, Mm -hmm. is coming back into meta. I think we could even see this is this might be a bit of a stretch but licorice has been one to pull it out before uh we could see hecarim top if they're really trying to abu- abuse the spear of shojin um which i think would be really really hype if we saw it um, and okay. this would be a series to pull it out i think if he's trying to like absolutely flex and clap on someone adam's the person to do it against um so if they completely mental boom adam game three hecarim top it could come back so i am holding out faith for that hell
0: yeah that sounds fun um i think let's just do i'm gonna do a quick run mid lane is so stacked in favor of gg over bds gory is one of the best mids in the lcs um and nuke struggles to be a top five mid uh, river is i actually think this is relatively close if you look at recent form sheo has been solid um but I've seen the rest of his performance, and that was not solid. So it's really just recency <laughs> bias. Uh, and River has been incredible throughout his entire tenure with Golden Guardians. and really Except in recently in the recently, Except playoffs. for this last, yeah, playoffs <laughs> once again. We're ignoring that a little he, bit. He was, <laughs> he, he was just sick. He was sick. He had a COVID or something. I don't know. Um, and Crowny, I actually I think Crowny's very good. Um, and I do think the bot lane for BDS can be more lethal than they've been given credit for. Uh but Stixe Huhe has also been one of the best bot laners consistently in the LCS for the past year. It just didn't work out once again in playoffs. We're just ignoring that. <laughs> but stixay is one of the best team fighting uh 80 carries in the West, period. Uh and who he's an incredible team fighting support. You just have to actually get him into the team fight. That's sometimes a problem. He's sometimes <laughs> dead before then. Um and
1: Golden Guardians is a team that plays second in LCS at the end of like when everything kind of finished settled yeah. so like outside mm-hmm. of playoffs um they did super super well yeah and i think the time off will benefit them better than bds um and also mm-hmm. they'll be able to practice against some of these other teams the korean teams some of the yeah different teams and i think their coaching staff is really smart um so i think playing against those other teams they'll come up with a lot of fun stuff They've got a big yeah. coaching staff, so I, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> them and I hope NRG, come with giant coaches. NRG is huge. I mean, just make
0: sure that you know, that nobody tells GG that it's playoffs,
2: you know. Uh, just one more five years. Yes.
0: It's normal normal season, actually. The world yeah. hasn't even started. Just keep saying that to yeah, the win yeah. finals. It, it's, it's, just it's just scrims. It's, it's just a right, yeah. Yes.
2: yeah.
1: This
0: is uh, stage scrims, you know. They do this in Korea. It's weird, but, you know, you just got to do it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's just three block. That's, to get that's stage <laughs> fireworks. Just, just Don't ignore worry about the it. people. The people
0: <laughs> are like. It's open practice. You know how it is, guys. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Koreans yeah. are crazy. No, <laughs>
2: just fans coming to watch Rose play, that sort of thing. It's perfectly normal. Mm-hmm.
0: That's it. Oh, that's just like a stage performance by New Jeans. Don't yeah. worry about it. It's It screams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Let's talk about um, briefly the play in results. So, Group A is Loud, Gam, Rainbow Seven, and PSG. Group B is the World Qualifier Series winner, so either Golden Guardians or BDS. Team Whales, Detonation Focus Me, and CFO, Flood the Flying Oysters. Uh, first seed and second seed out of Group A, and first seed, second seed out of Group B, really all that matters. Um, there's the, uh, the two, the, basically, the, there's four teams in each bracket. They play each other. Losers drop down to a gauntlet style. Winners face each other. Um, themselves, and the loser of that drops down to a gauntlet. Winner of the gauntlet is second seed. Winner of the winner's side of the bracket is the first seed. Uh, So let's talk about our predictions for the first seed out of group A and the second seed of group A, and vice versa for group B. Because winner of group A plays second seed out of group B, winner of group B plays second seed out of group A, y'all can see where this is going. It's a very familiar format. Um, Let's talk... First seed A, all of us here, unfortunately, have PSG, except for random <laughs> no, okay. who has, no, don't worry. I'm sending up who has great faith. Bro, I don't want to lose my CB... job to right Brazil. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> in the CB Little Boys, and he's here to convince us exactly why they're the right pick. Why do you think this team is going to top that group?
2: Okay, so first of all, I'm going to say I think Group A is really confident. I actually do think anything could get out of there. I think it's going to be plus than Peak 1 set. But as I mentioned before, I think Loud. This is the best shot they've had uh, ever, historically, CBL in general. And this is the best team we've ever put forward. Loud has been at the last two international events. Well. This will be a third straight event. You can see the improvement between all these events. Now, we mentioned before, PSG Town, they've been there plenty of times, right? They're constantly there. And PSG Town is not a volatile team. Like They are incredibly consistent, which is great. In a round-robin format, it's great when you're facing teams over and over and over again, but when it comes down to clutch moments, PSG, I don't think of them as the most clutch team. They're good, but you kind of know what you're going to see out of them, whereas loud ceiling is incredibly high, and they are a playoff monster. In fact, in Brazil, they're called uh, Philosopher Rubin, like the bad thing, the, the monsters, you know, especially whenever it comes to clutch moments. They just wipe people out. So, I'm hoping they bring the Brazilian loud and not the international loud that we've seen, in MSI at, at Worlds. If they come in form, I actually think loud definitely surprise everybody and actually compete against some of the lower seeded major region teams. So, I'm backing on the fact that we're seeing a loud that has experience, that's been here, that finally sorts out their mental debuff and is actually going to show up huge against a team that they should have studied, that they should have known. And you can bet their bottom dollar, they've studied. PSG specifically, that like Croc the jungle, has been very vocal that that is the rematch he wants. That's the team that knocked them out, MSI, and they have been prepping for
0: it. Okay. Hell yeah, I love it. little revenge tour. Um, Restless to have Loud in second. Uh, so, I'll, honestly, Mongoose, a little bit of a counter. Why do you
1: think PSG will be the first seed out of this? I think consistently they've just been the best minor region team uh across the board and before it was psg it was it was flash wolves so um, i think they have the resources the coaching staff the team and all the right pieces uh to be able to come out as first seed i think they are definitely the strongest team coming into this that's not a major region
0: okay that's fair uh, if you look at historical trends that's right <laughs> Unfortunately, for a certain region just south of us. Fortunately.
1: Let's go. oh yeah, uh, yeah, sorry, that's what meant. Yeah, I'm talking to Come you on. not. This is a this RMC is a PCS right broadcast.
0: <laughs> for one day, <laughs> one day only.
1: It's all I get. All right. This is the only time people will talk about the PCS with me. So let's jump on over. Let's talk about the
0: other bracket. Um so group B We don't have anything interesting here. Every single one of us has first seed being Golden Guardians because we all believe that they're going to be the team to make it out of the qualifier series. Uh, And by doing so, um, RMC, you brought this up with Group A. That's a very competitive-looking one. Group B does not look nearly as competitive. You've got Golden Guardians, Team Wales, a DFM that just spent a month maybe with their new team and hasn't actually played any stage games, uh, and CFO, who are the second seed out of the PCS or excuse me, VCS, Mm -hmm. Um, this looks really stacked in favor of whoever the top team is, which is, in this case, Golden Guardians. We've all got (laughs) them first. We do all have, however, Oysters, the Flying Oysters, as the second seed, which maybe is a little bit of a surprise. Um, Random-inning why do you think Oysters are going to be the second seed here? Why do you think they're going to beat Wales and DFM?
2: First of all, I don't just like the the GG, whether it's GG or VDS who gets in here, if you lose to second seed PCS and VCS and an LA-DFM, there's something wrong, right? Like, there's a lot of issues in Groupie happening right now, and they got both the second seeds from, you know, uh, PCS and PCS. Uh, as to how the rest of it goes, uh, I think DFM is struggling right now. Even at MSI, even when they had Total 2 playing, I thought that not having Ebi really hurt them. So I think they are not as strong as they used to be. And with all this drama, I can't imagine they'd be stronger than they were at MSI, as it is. Uh, between CFO and Team Wales, I'm going to be honest, part of it's branding, right? I, I don't know Team Wales. I know next to nothing about them. Uh, even when I've watched the games, sure, Artemis is really, really good, but beyond that, I don't really know. And VC is such a weird region to watch. as Well, they don't play the meta like everyone else. Uh, no, Namir is a spectrum playing like off-timing meta where they don't play around the ultimates they play around the cooldowns of their ultimates like you'll see they almost fight harder when those ults are down so how like, do you compare and contrast that to any other region but they're actually playing their map around ultimates they're playing off rhythm uh, and CFO we've seen them before uh, much like what mogus was saying the PCS is basically almost the 5th major region like they've consistently mm-hmm. been the best of the minor region they're just right at that cusp and we've seen CFO before we know what to expect from them they're also a really really good team so you know based on what we've seen in history it's up to dfm and team loss to kind of upset that and prove to us that you know we can challenge a team that one is known and two is consistent is steady uh, against you know a team which well, teams which are
0: mhm okay i love it uh, hey these teams face off against each other so let's talk about the ones that we think are actually going to make it um, it's the first seeds for all of us, it is whoever we picked as the first seed. It just seems like an indomitable fact that they will be the better team. They will make it out in a best of five. Because you do have to win a best of five to get out. It's best of threes, I believe, right? Yeah, it's a BO3 up until that final
1: Glossal.
0: one. The final one to actually make it into Worlds. Um, mm-hmm. So most of us have PSG. A Goose and I think it's going to be a three zero. Um, Bickle's got a 3-1 for PSG RMC you've got a 3-1 on the other side of the coin for Loud this is just a rematch essentially of um, what we talked about before uh, except actually no I've I've got that mixed up this is going to be Loud for you versus um, CFO so Flying Oysters you've talked a little bit now about Flying Oysters and why they should be second seed why is your home region going to be the better team on that day
2: if we beat their first seed Yes. And we'd
0: lose to their second seat. That would be oh, the most
2: resilient thing to have happen.
0: What if you but, guys got kaboomed? <laughs> there would be kabooming you, bro.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thankfully, they're not you. And you are have to revenge. But the thing is, you know, like PSG talent, I think, is well in the way, like, number one seed of the PCS. So I think we can beat them. And with PSG, if you beat PSG as well, PSG, like we said, is a very consistent team. So if you're beating them, it's not they had a bad day. You were just... Better. So you can beat PSG, you can beat C.F.O. That, that's my mindset when it comes to love. Uh, the only way they lose if they beat PSG against C.F.O. is if they throw the game, which, like I said, it's the most Brazilian thing ever. Mm-huh. But
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I'm really praying that do not happen, and that's why I <laughs> did 3-1 because I do expect lot to throw one kid but only one kid not one entire series.
1: Okay. Okay. Brazil might blow up if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> you know they've
2: done worse things, but yeah. <laughs> the,
1: the, the TV little fans are absolutely crazy. Like you love them, <laughs> yep. but you also are a little afraid of them. Um.
0: <laughs> it's soccer culture, baby. Football culture. Yeah, Let's go. I
1: love it. I love it.
0: All right, we've got uh, the other side, <clears throat> Golden Guardians for all of us, facing off against <clears throat> either Loud for most of us or PSG in RMC's case. We all have Golden Guardians winning this, straight up. Um, most of us have a three zero. 0 Random Indian caster, you're picking it to be a PSG, Golden Guardians face-off, and you've got PSG picking up one game. Uh, so you don't think it's quite as dominant as the rest of us do. Why do you think that they'll drop a game to PSG? Is PSG that good or is Golden Guardians that shaky?
2: I think PSG's not good, and I think a, large, a big reason why all we all have 3-0 is because they're up against LAMP. If, if it was up yeah, against yeah. LAMP, <laughs> I'd probably be thinking potentially 3-0 I didn't even pursue it potentially
0: yeah. 3 <laughs> <laughs> That would be so tough. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But PSG, like we said, they, the PCS has long been like almost the unofficial fifth major region. Like Watching yeah. them go up against an NAC, uh, it's not surprising for them to pick up. In fact, even if they beat Golden mm-hmm. Guards, I wouldn't be like, it's not the end of the world. Like, I wouldn't be super, super shocked. I'd be a little bit shocked, but hey, it is a fourth seed versus a first seed, right? We keep that in yeah. mind. So I, I don't expect it to get a walk for Golden Guardians, but I think GG is that strong, which is why I even have a 3-1 instead of like a 3-2 or even potentially a PSG winning. Because um, I think, like, you, you guys already raised all the reasons. GG's a stronger team, and fourth seed's actually lower than I thought they'd get until playoffs happened. So
0: Right, right. Yeah. Fourth seed is always, it's Team Liquid. Number four, Team Liquid. They love that number. And unfortunately, it didn't work out for them this year.
1: And NRG just shocked everyone. NRG just fucking yeah. blew up. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
0: Um, okay, cool. Let's do some awards for you. Give a, give us all uh, your thoughts on our fun uh, league rundown awards. Um, we've got all of our award predictions here. RMC has already given some thought to this, so I'm going to have you just kind of you know, very briefly give some reasoning for each one of your picks here. Uh, first... The rundown knighthood award for which player is overhyped and will fall flat. RMC, who you got?
2: I put a menace. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think. I feel like the Easter teams have so much bigger, such a greater distance to fall because uh, they, they're more likely overhyped. But at the same time, I think a menace. I, I put a menace to time just because of all the drama that's been happening recently. Uh, I think a menace will be mentally affected by that, even. Even if he's good, like, surely that's going to somewhat affect him. Um, mm. And so I think he's not going to, to play up to potential. And so he'll probably be the first one to fall and therefore have the most impact on this one.
0: Okay, fair. Um, we've got the Please Bench the Kenshi Award for the champion. We personally really do not want to see made popular at Worlds <laughs> and then show up in our solo queue. And you've got a very popular pick.
2: Yes, uh, yes, I do. I heard um, definitely that you, you two uh, think it's going to be this big. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Belveth. Uh, is coming only in. And, handsome yes.
0: people pick Belveth here.
2: <laughs> and, and with Belveth, too, it history for this in see because we have multiple players who play Belveth not just in jungle, but actually in support role as yeah. well. And
0: oh, God. Yeah, when she Axe Man's got to stop.
1: Axe needs to reel it in.
2: <laughs>
1: Every yeah, everyone, time I, has I has get to negotiate with so... him.
2: <laughs> yeah it, it, it's so annoying um, i don't know if she's nerfed on the world's patch um i can not quite remember if she's it's the
1: yet, one right after the world's patch one, right, yeah that's
2: what i thought yeah so she's really, really strong um she's really disgusting and if team's at all uh have watched tv all and they start flexing her to support i think she should be the most annoying champion in the game like i don't even be surprised if we start seeing complex pop up top as well teams really really want to flex her i know it's not something that's meta but um i think that's something that could work so please please don't make it up. i don't want to see myself if you like flex it to every single lane
0: hell yeah Hell yeah. I just get it out of the support role, man. Oh, my God. It ruins every game I'm in. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that are going to be ruined, here's the Airport Speedrun Award for the Western team with the worst showing, once again, excluding the World's Qualifier Series. So you can't just pick GGVDS and, yeah, you just automatically win. You got to do something a little bit more fun. Now, having said that, RMC, you did pick the single most popular team amongst all of us I for this. Want... Please share it with the class.
2: <laughs> I-, I feel like if I pick anything else, I would be... <laughs> That, that would be probably a I bit scrolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's the why we're all picking, Matt. Um, as you kind of mentioned right now, the, the general consensus for sort of the NAU teams is uh, G2, all of NA, and then you kind of have, you know, a ton of Fnatic Mad. So, um, yeah, it, it's fanatic Mad, most likely, and match just lower seated. So, Cop uh, Out on just went with, yeah, the, the general friend.
0: Yeah, I get it. Uh, Eastern team with the worst showing, the longest walk. Now, you've got a slightly different read on what the worst showing means. So, you yep. gotta tell us all. Let us in.
2: So, so, so I was checking in what, what we meant by the, the worst showing. So, I think that the worst showing, the way I read that, was that the most painful showing. And I know KT fans obviously gonna clinch when I say that because, you know, KT always jokes. But um, I think that the worst possible scenario for a T would be T1 makes the grand finals again. Only to lose in a like Ooh. five game best of five. Like, how many times is T1 going to make grand finals in this? I'm a pain fan, uh, and that's a Brazilian team. They've made now four consecutive grand finals and 10 in second. And I can tell you the feeling oh. of that is the worst feeling. It's it's worse than not even making playoffs. So I think if T1 starts doing that sort of thing, that's going to be like the most painful showing possible.
1: <laughs> Amen. I don't. Amen. I don't think I can handle Caria crying on stage again.
0: It will break. you will already heart. be crying on stage beforehand when they show the gods video right okay. above <laughs> where it all starts. When he's <laughs>
1: getting executed by death.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think they don't play that. Uh kind yeah. yeah. of
1: it. Death is judge jury and executioner for carrying. <laughs> I think if they do play that exact
0: video, uh that T1's gonna have recourse to get really mad at Riot.
1: You know it would be really funny? is if Caria and Deft recreated those, like IRL. Oh, my God. You're and, like, right. actually made them. You're it's like right. Deft standing over Caria with, like, a suitcase or something.
0: <laughs> I'm so down for that. I'm very down for oh, a yeah. low-budget cosplay of this, game. It'd too. be so funny. Uh, all right, next one is get in the bin for the player that you think is going to have the biggest lame kingdom, and you have one of the most fun choices I've ever seen. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be. You know. So, so I wanted to, you know, like you said, be, be fun. And I heard uh, Ziggs is going to be really, really powerful on this patch. And you know, there is one player who's really, really good at Ziggs, and he's beaten Faker before as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, I went to like, if you beat Faker. You're basically in chapter
0: right, So, it has to be APA.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, let's do it. All right, <laughs> I, I love can't it. wait for another Jensen moment. APA is going to tweet out. Can't wait to clap Faker. And then get absolutely no. run. No, 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 But
2: the difference is, can't wait to clap for
1: Again. <laughs> yeah.
0: Roo, he's been there before. <laughs> yeah, he's been there you? <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, here's another one. Uh, we've got, I'm not locked in here with you, which is for the most underrated team. And I think it will come as no surprise, your particular selection.
2: Yeah, uh, it has to be, of course, loud. Um, have you ever been locked in a room with loud fans? Uh, you're going to be dead by the end of it.
0: Well, yeah, so. <laughs> I'm still alive and still have my hearing, so no.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I have to say No, uh, I, I, I actually kind of thinking that twice because a lot of the, the podcasts and people I've been talking to, they are starting to look up on loud a little bit. So hopefully, you know, by the next uh, international event, I won't be saying loud in this okay. scenario anymore. Yeah. Hopefully.
0: They've been improving. Fingers crossed. Uh, here you got a very yep. familiar answer uh, in our fuck jacks. Legends never die. <laughs> Breakout player world. The
1: game, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So okay, I'm gonna give you a little lore for that because that's not Jack's the play or the champion. <laughs> yeah. That's Jack's one of our co-casters who hates. The song "Legends Never Die," <laughs> and it was originally just called "Legends Never Die," and he threw a fit, so I named it "Fuck Jacks." <laughs> <tough>. <laughs> this is, of course, for the breakout player of Worlds, and your answer, sir. Uh,
2: you already chose a fun answer. People weren't expecting it. If I said he's going to get the, get in the bin award, he's going to get breakout player of Worlds as well. It, it's got to be APA on Ziggs, man. If he gets down oh. so Ziggs, he'll be breakout player
0: hell yeah let's go just don't ban zigs we need to just hypnotize every other team to leave zigs open uh, well if zigs <laughs> is really popular he it might be the winner for this next award uh which at least two of us have selected by the way uh not another pantheon which is for the highest pick ban champ and you've actually got a unique pick here as well
2: yeah so i actually put my pick and i realized i, I should the other one which is the most popular answer um I went with Leeson because I think Jungle Meta is going to be Leeson J4 meta uh, as the two picks. Um, so most of you are I think, put J4, but I put Leeson because I think those two are probably just like one two trades back and forth.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting pick. I didn't think of it until you brought it up during the uh, pre-show. So thanks for. Yeah, I mean, they even the buffed line. him
2: for World specifically. You know how Riot loves their Leeson. Yes, uh, they do.
0: They didn't buff. <laughs> did they buff Corky? I feel like they just buffed Corky too, but they nerfed Azir. Something like that. Oh, no, yeah. They, they, they well, buffed they buffed her? Azir.
1: So, they buffed Azir. Okay, that's they, what it was. They brought a little bit of power back into Azir's W. Didn't they buff um, Akali too? On didn't they
2: nerf his Q though in lane? They nerfed his Q. Oh, like so now you operables. have to like
1: W max 3 and then max Q so you can't be as pokey. Um, okay. That changes things. That's a yeah, matchup changer. It is. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Okay, well maybe Jax will be wrong and I can say fuck Jax you got it wrong. Um, Alright, <laughs> final award. This is in alping hand for the team that benefits or <laughs> is hurt the most from the Swiss draw. And you've got actually an answer. You've combined the answer of a bunch of us all
2: in the <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we've we, we kind of said before, like, with the whole, like, Western Racking thing. Um, I think LEC is generally the, the one of the lesser consistent regions, so it's got to be one of the two uh, LEC teams, not including GT. GT is basically at this point no longer, like, just N L C T E C uh L E C T for Bad yeah, D L E C T and there's everybody else. So um I think it's when we want the other LEC teams, fanatic Fnatic or Le- or Mad's gonna struggle a little bit with the um, Switch Rock because yeah,
0: I don't know how consistent they're gonna be able to be. Yeah. I love it. Okay. That's it. That's all we got, man. Um that's been the show. Uh, yeah, before we go though. Yeah, it was it was a long show. Um thanks for joining us literally in an internet cafe. <laughs> in Japan. I want everyone who's listening to understand the sacrifices that this man made on his vacation to spend some time with us. So thank you so much for that. And before you go, please tell folks once again, where they can find you, what you're up to.
2: Uh, th- th- thanks for having me and uh, thanks you know, and you know what, uh, yeah, I made a great sacrifice having to uh, rent an internet cafe room with uh, unlimited free drinks and uh, ice cream what, what a great <laughs> sacrifice that,
1: uh,
2: <laughs> it's cheap too it's actually crazy but anyway I'll enjoy that, that after uh, you can find me over on uh, Twitter on at RandomMcaster like I mentioned on YouTube I'll be trying to post some videos from cash and you'll find me on CB Law English as well and various collegiate leagues actually during the off season on NEC currently and uh EC, AC, maybe ecc there's
0: a lot of abbreviations yeah just um, look around and hopefully find me there hell yeah all right uh for y'all y'all listening thanks so much for enjoying our little um primer for worlds 2023 this has been our final one uh we'll be back in your ears after the playing stage and before the swiss slash first stage of worlds actually starts We're going to be doing uh, the same schedule we do every year. We wait for one stage to finish, then we'll talk about it, and we'll preview the next one. So keep your eyes and ears open for those episodes. Uh, Typically, there's only a couple days in between, Um, and I don't think we're actually getting any breaks within the Swiss stage, although we'll confirm and let you know more as soon as the playing stage ends. Uh, I'd love it if you gave us a big old thumbs up on whatever... um, app you're using to listen to this on or maybe give us a gold star for each time faker has and will lose a final at worlds because i think he's
1: at four and he might be at five soon go for it and before we go the first game the world qualifying series is october 9th monday 12 a.m est so that'll be sunday october 8th at 9 p.m uh so (laughs) Maybe join the Discord and watch that game together because there will be a lot of people who have a lot in common and be able mm-hmm. to talk about those teams. Yep. Um, yeah, so it come is. join that. Yeah. I will not be in the Discord, um, <laughs> I am watching it with my new roommates who I am forcing to watch Worlds this year. Uh, so... I have not seen any league before, so I will be explaining to them as things happen. We're um, gonna and love we it. Will ruin our sleep schedules for it.
2: It's <laughs> October 9th, the GG well
0: played.
1: <laughs> yeah, there it is. GG, well played. Uh, BDSM. Nope,
0: never mind. Not doing that. Okay. All right. On that final (laughs) incredibly horrible note, uh, we're going to say bye to y'all. But thank you all for listening. Patrons, once again, a huge shout out to y'all. You help us keep doing this every week. Uh, Hopefully, you've all enjoyed the primer. Share it with people who have any questions about what the hell to expect from these teams. We hope it's a nice, quick, fun way to learn more about them without having to do a deep dive, especially these minor region teams who really only get highlighted now. Some of them sort of get highlighted at MSI, but it's right now that really has the best impact, the best chance of shining a spotlight on them. Uh, So we hope you all get to enjoy their brief, potentially longer, time in the sun over the next week. Thank you all for listening. We love you, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.